0: Welcome to Friday, the 30th of October, and what to do, this is season number two, I can't believe season number two, episode number three. Uh, This is your host, John Gillick, and it's indeed a pleasure to be with you each and every Friday as we touch on kind of all things uh, pertaining to life. We talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about the world, sports, um, what's happening in in the world of media, what's happening in the world of... Uh, Just about everything and anything under the sun, giving you some ideas on what you can do to hopefully make your world a little better and inspire people around you. As always, we are live from the Maiello and Manzi Insurance Studio. For all your insurance needs, give them a call at 201-991-0028. That is the Maiello and Manzi Insurance Group. I'm sure they'll be able to take care of all of your needs insurance-wise. What a weird week this has been. What a strange week. Nobody passed away. (laughs) Uh, Of course, um, you know, I'm sure personal lives people have saying goodbye to a very good friend yesterday It's very, very touching um, to see the outpouring of love for her. Debbie Yanaga, Miranda, you will be missed, my dear. And uh, we always know you're going to be looking down upon us and giving us your big smile and your warmth and your embrace every time we go and. Do something in the world of marching arts and pageantry. So saying goodbye to her this week. Um, Let's just jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, vote. We only have four more days. Please, please, please get out and vote. And it seems like the word is spreading regarding the vote. Uh, in Texas alone, there are 9 million people, 9 million votes. It's far above where it was for 2016. And uh, the early early idea here, the early voting is close to 62% higher than that of last year, of uh, 2016 rather. So it seems like uh, the word is getting out to get out and vote. Do your thing, whether you do the mail-in ballot or you're going there live, which I understand there's been an hour and a half uh, waits for... The line to get in to vote, but it's so worth it, ladies and gentlemen, if we we're going to make make decisions that challenge our country, challenge our our states, challenge our cities, uh, we need to go out and vote so our voice is heard. So please, please, please get out and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, COVID spikes are happening. Our own governor here in New Jersey, Governor Murphy, has declared that this is the second wave of the coronavirus Um more mandates are coming. He made a comment about maybe not opening up diners and restaurants and bars for fifty percent, but keep it at the twenty five percent level. Uh, folks, restaurants are going to die if that's the case. Um, they're they're just not going to be around, and we'll all mourn the loss of our favorite bar, our favorite restaurant, our favorite place to go eat. Uh, we'll just mourn the loss and be like, "Well, you know, it, it happened, and it happened in my own town." Uh, our big banquet hall that was here for, for well over 50-some-odd years, even more than that, uh, Snuffy's closed their door um, here in Scotch Plains due to COVID. They can't keep up. They can't have uh, the mandated 25. It needs to go higher. And, of course, all the places that thrived between the spring and summer, figuring out with the tents and, and outdoor locations, it's only going to go so far. I mean, if you've been in the New Jersey, New York area anytime between – Uh, yesterday and now, you notice it got sharply, sharply colder and rain, and it was just an all-around raw, nasty 24 hours, and nobody obviously would go out in their right mind. But we have to do the right thing, gang. If we want to get back to some level of normalcy, we have to mask it up. We have to be able to keep the social distancing. And what was funny, uh, you know, yesterday at, at the funeral, um people were socially distant they they were very much aware of the responsibilities to one another um and that was a really good sign i know we're opening up in my school district we've opened up for kindergarten and first grade uh they'll be opening up for grades two and four i think in another week and then the big reveal is students in grades six through 12 and it will definitely be a hybrid and i'm hearing about some schools that have now gone back to virtual because of COVID cases spiking and rising. Uh, we just need to continue to do our thing, folks. We need to do the right things, washing our hands, wearing the mask and doing the social distance thing. Um, and speaking of, you know, restaurants and bars, it's also clubs that are hurting. Uh, music venues are, are in desperate, desperate need of the ability to open up uh, no jazz clubs are, are in a major crisis. Uh, they were already in a crisis situation before the pandemic uh, because jazz is is pretty much catered to a, a, a smaller genre, a smaller bandwidth of folk that go see jazz live, which is crazy. But uh, it is that is the way it is. But, you know, even with the live streaming, they can only generate so much money off of the live streaming. It's just not enough to keep the revenue source going. And a place like the Village Vanguard, which is an iconic jazz club in New York City, has been closed since March 16th, and it has remained closed through this whole thing. They they just can't open up. They won't make enough money. They won't be able to do what they need to do to sustain. And to that end, here in New Jersey... The Stanhope House uh, in New Jersey may not survive this at all. I mean, they've been putting on shows outdoors. But again, as the weather turns colder and as we get towards the winter months, you know, is that going to be a viable option for most of these places? Are they going to be able to generate heat to keep the consumer uh you know, warm and, and, and be able to survive through this. So we need to just make sure we're taking care of business and not let this thing get out of hand. All right. Let, let, let's all do the right thing and we will come out of this on the other side. Um, last week I told you about some things happening in this garden state. I'm sure they're happening in other places too. Um, I'm sure other restaurants, I'm sure other places are are having issues around the world because we do have listeners from around the world. Thank you to the new group who texted me, um, who caught me on Facebook and then gave me an instant message rather. Uh, they are listening from Delaware. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Um, I know a few people out in Long Island are are listening to the program. On a regular basis, and we are definitely getting our numbers up for this show. So I thank you all for pushing this program and telling your friends, and tell your friends, and tell your friends, and next thing you know, we'll start moving this thing to platforms like Apple and um, and other other outlets, so more people can can listen to the podcast. Uh, speaking of Apple, um, Apple TV, if you want to see any of the Charlie Brown holiday specials, uh, the the Halloween special the Thanksgiving and Christmas one, you're going to have to go to Apple pay TV for that. Uh, That's where it will be found. And there's a huge push on right now. There's a petition being passed around in, uh, in the United States to have it put back on, on network television. So we don't have to pay for that service to um, see those beloved uh, children's programs. And I say children's programs, but I love it. And anyone who is my age, we kind of grew up with it and we we've, We've been able to bask in how fun they are to watch and, and the whimsy of of Charles Schultz and you know the perils of Charlie Brown trying to kick the football and kind of like a metaphor for some of our moments in our lives. We're always trying to kick that football and sometimes it gets pulled away from us. And you know, as you grow older, those those are like it's like comfort food. And it, you know, you want a nice slice of mom's meatloaf or you want a nice bowl of mashed potatoes to go with your, your chicken or turkey dinner. Um, it, the peanuts are like that. And it gives you that sense of warmth again. And to yank it off regular TV and put it on the pay TV, it's, it's just another one of those moments in 2020 where you're like, Hey, enough's enough, you know? Um, so I'm glad to see there's a petition going about and maybe just maybe it's strong enough to have them put it back on, on television, but who knows it is 2020. So a very funny thing on Facebook, actually 2020 is like getting, a bonus track on a Yoko Ono album, which I thought was hysterical. Um, Anyway, I told you about some things that are happening around the area, whether it be in New Jersey, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, maybe your neck of the woods, wherever you're listening to this program. You know, there's probably farmers markets still up and running and they'll go all the way probably to the end of November, beginning of December. I know some farmers markets in New Jersey go indoor so again i don't know if they're going to be able to have as many people um probably have to make a reservation or something like that but at least the farmers are are opening up their farms for people to go and and get their pumpkins and go and get their uh you know their their apples and get some apple cider and some donuts and just nice good old fashioned fun uh maybe a hayride or two and things like that but if that is not your scene on a weekend trip out to one of those places, Saturday, November 14th. And this is something that's very cool. It is called the Second Saturday Record and CD Show. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning in the Double Tree by Hilton in Fairfield, New Jersey. Now, this is a lot of fun if you are a fan of audio uh, and bootleg recordings and recordings of different mixes and mono versus stereo for some of the earlier Stones records and Beatle records. Um, They have everything. They have full length albums. They have 45s, even 12 inch discs. They have CDs, DVDs, all kinds of memorabilia uh, in all genres, rock, jazz, soul, metal, punk, whatever your, your thing is, they have it for you at the second Saturday record and CD show at the Doubletree by, Fairf- by Hilton in Fairfield, New Jersey. That is, on again, on Saturday, November 14th. It might be a fun day out. Um, it's only a $6 admission, but you can find some things on Facebook that cuts that in half. I think if you look for the second Saturday record and CD show, um, it's, there's a, there's a, a group that's on Facebook. If you look for it, I think there's a $3 off admission. So that's always a fun, fun thing to do. In the world of music to begin with, you know, you find a lot of really cool DVDs. I found this wonderful, um, album of all these early heavy metal pioneers. Uh, this, it was the British, the, the British new wave of heavy metal. Um, and it was actually someone took the early Iron Maiden stuff and mixed it with some other early Judas Priest stuff. And it was just a really cool album to get. And it kind of was, a rare find at the time. And uh, same with the Van Halen Us Festival concert full length, um, where it was just really hard to find at the time. But now you can find it on YouTube, obviously, but it's good to have places like that that have the memorabilia that you're looking for for your favorite artist or favorite musical group. The Bee Gees, speaking of a favorite musical group, and they were just amazing vocalists and musicians, there is a documentary coming to HBO. It'll premiere on December 12th. It is called The Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? It is about the rise of the Brothers Gib, um, if you are a fan of that music. And they had hits before they did the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, and they had hits after that. It was Saturday Night Fever was just a kind of an asterisk in their career. They had many many hits prior to that. Um and I'm sure that will go into grand detail in the BGs documentary that'll be on HBO on December 12th. Um heard a tune this past week on Tuesday that was eerily eerily the Rolling Stones and it turned out it is. Mick Jagger had released a piece called Pride Before a Fall, and it is from the new Stones album that may be coming out soon. Uh, They started working on a new album prior to the pandemic, and obviously they had to uh, put a lot of ideas on the shelf. But there is a new Stones album in the works, and this has Stones written all over it. So if you catch it, it's called Pride Before a Fall. you have a big time Phil Collins fan in your life or a big time Genesis fan in general. Well, gang, they're gearing up for a 2021 tour. Um, and it really is disheartening because Phil Collins is one of my favorite drummers and to see him in a wheelchair and to see him with his paralysis and, and all his medical things that are going on. Um, it is disheartening to see that, but then you see his face light up when he starts singing some of those classic Genesis tunes. And uh, his son is actually going to be the drummer on the tour, which they've already kind of done that on a on a Phil Collins solo tour. Um, and they did it with some, some Genesis stuff that they reunited for. But they are gearing up for a 2021 tour. Um, I told you last week, KISS is gearing up for a 2021 tour. And uh, Iron Maiden has just released European Dates for late spring, early summer of 2021. So hopefully they can uh, maybe bring that thing over here to the United States, depending on what the scene is like regarding our our COVID and uh, how we're dealing with it. Uh, As we turn to the world of sports, uh, I was remiss last week in honoring this guy who has given me many heart attacks watching NHL hockey, I'm talking about the one and only Mike Doc Emmerich, who retired last week after 50 years of broadcasting the voice of NHL. Uh, If anyone had been listening to Devil's Games early on before he jumped to NBC, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, If you watched any of his broadcasts on NBC, um, he could give you chills one moment and then give you a heart attack another moment. Um, I joke with my wife that I wanted him to read my obituary, uh, at my or my life story at my, at my funeral, if, you know, if that was the case, because he just makes everything sound so interesting. Like he could be ordering a hot dog and make it sound interesting, um, and and the rise and the inflection and the choice of words and the flow that he used to call the game really made you actually feel like you were sitting there. And there's only been a few broadcasters that I would put up there. Who were able to do that uh, Vin scully comes to mind Vin scully calling all those memorable baseball games back through the 60s 70s 80s even before that but that's when i started watching and listening to baseball 60 late 60s early 70s all through the 70s into the 80s i would say uh, john madden pat summerall was the team you turn to on sundays with their uh, take on watching nfl Specifically the Giants, it seemed like every week it was John Madden and and Pat Summerall who were doing the games and they never got in the way of the game. And it's the same thing can be said about Doc Emmerich. He never got in the way of the game. He brought you the game um, through his eyes and always made it seem like it was special to you, the listener. And sadly, we will miss his tones uh, this next season when it's supposed to start in January of 2021. It'll ought to be interesting to see how that goes. Mets fans, I'm quite sure I heard fireworks going off in Queens. I'm quite sure I heard celebrations, people jumping up and down, losing their minds, going nuts. Why? Because Steve Cohen has been approved as of today as the primary owner of the New York Mets. So Mets fans, congratulations. You got an owner in there who's going to make some some heads turn with some of his decisions financially, I'm sure. Uh, but it's not like the Wilpons never sunk money into the team. Now, you Met fans could probably remember the Bobby Bonilla years, Saber Hagen, those kinds of contracts, um, trying to go for the brass ring. You know, the Wilpons kind of put their money there, and I think they were more of a victim of the Bernie Mado. And I heard another journalist talking about that today as well. But it it's kind of seems like that's what led to the, the the tightening of the belt, so to speak, with the New York Mets. But All that is in the past, Met fans, so you can rejoice. Hopefully your team in the Queens will figure it out and get something good happening. Speaking of COVID, uh, what should turn out to be the number one NFL draft pick, Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson, uh, although he's made some cryptic comments in the last couple of days about staying possibly another year. Um, I mean, it is the Jets who will probably most likely have the first pick. Um, But he has COVID, will not play tomorrow in the Clemson game. And as uh, the Giants find out, Will Hernandez has it. Although that game for Monday night is scheduled to go. Um, That is not going to be shelved. It is still scheduled. And it would be interesting to see the New York Giants. I believe they're wearing the white throwbacks to the 80s. I believe they're wearing the white ones uh, for that game on Monday night against Tampa Bay, which ought to be very interesting to look at JPP coming into Giants Stadium or MetLife Stadium and be able to wreak havoc on the Giant offense as the Tampa defense is just so strong. Ah, there it is. There is our picks music Aha. for week number eight in the NFL. Since we started doing the picks, which was a wonderful suggestion by a listener, I am nine and three on the season. And don't forget we started this at week number four, um, and I am now nine and three. Last week I gave you the two studs and the dud. Uh, this week I'm going to do the same for you. Last week I gave you the Steelers over the Titans. I gave you the Cardinals over the Seahawks, and I gave you Dallas over Washington, and that's where I fell and stumbled on um, that one. Um, so, this week's picks. I'm keeping it... I'm keeping it two studs and a dud deal. My two studs this week. First one. This will be a battle for the AFC North. The first place in the AFC North. we got the five... A fix those Steelers coming into the five and one Ravens. Both teams are no joke. Both teams can play. I'm giving the nod to the Steelers. Now, don't forget, we don't make picks here based on point spreads and things like that, but I'm giving the nod to the Steelers who remain unbeaten. They'll go to 7-0. Steelers over the Ravens. I think Ben Roethlisberger took his team aside in the, in the, before the season started and said, Listen, guys, this is my last roundup. Let's just go play hard each week. Um, they just look amazing, the Steelers. My next stud is a battle in the NFC West. A lot of good battles for supremacy in different divisions. The 49ers at the Seahawks, the 4-3 49ers versus the 5-1 Seattle Seahawks. And it's something about the Seattle Seahawks in their own building, even though they don't have fans coming into the building. Um, it's just something about Seattle and the, the, the idea of playing for the NFC West, which is a very strong division. Um, I'm giving a nod to Seattle to take the 49ers. And for our dud, this is going to be a Sunday night game, so there's going to be a lot of interesting commentary coming from the NBC crew. This is the 2-5 Dallas Cowboys at the 2-4-1 Philly Eagles. Sorry, Dallas fans. I'm giving this one to Philly. I think they're going to win on Sunday night, and this is for first place in the NFC East, which, ironically enough, the Giants could still be in play to win the NFC East. And there you go for week number eight of our picks, sporty fans. We hope you enjoy those. Um, Getting a lot of good feedback, actually, from that, which is awesome. Um, And I'm just really, really thankful for the suggestion for that. If you want to make a suggestion towards this program, I'm all about hearing them. I'm all about them. Uh, So if you want to get in on this show and make some suggestions, please, please, please feel free to email me. My email address is jjg. 5150 at aol.com or you can catch me on Facebook. I am John Gillick from Scotch Plains New Jersey. Just gonna wrap up with some uh, random thoughts about television. I know some shows have come back already uh, the Connors I know a few other shows on ABC and NBC have come back They've had their premieres or season premieres but uh, NCIS and NCIS New Orleans comes back on the 8th of November so that ought to be interesting for people who liked those shows, one of the highest rated shows, NCIS. So it ought to be good. I know This Is Us came back last week, I believe. Um, some interesting television out there. There really is. And, you know, you hear more and more about what's happening on the Netflix and, and stuff like that and other devi- other areas to find content. It's, it's just very fascinating what's out there in the world of television. So a lot of TV coming back. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they shoot um, Blue Bloods. Uh, with everything that's gone on in New York all summer long. Um, I wonder if they'll weave some of that into their storyline. It seems like a show that's never been afraid to back off of controversy and ideas like that. So um, that's coming back soon eventually as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure being with you each and every Friday and I really sincerely hope you enjoy the program and feel free to keep sending it off to your friends keep pushing it. Uh, thank you for the new listeners who are tuning in, uh, and we hope to keep you guys engaged all the way through. Uh, again, this is What To Do. I am your host, John Gillick, and it has been so much fun being with you here every Friday. Have a great Halloween if you are taking your little ones out or you're taking your kiddos out going halloween uh, doing your thing, getting some tricks and treats. Please be safe. Please be careful out there. Okay? but enjoy. Have fun this Halloween. It's going to be spooky, I'm sure. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next Friday. Bye-bye. Enjoy.